Joseph Gibson here, podcasting, Restoring Our Republic, Understanding the Times in which we live today. You know, every Tuesday at 6.30, we um, do the Restore the Republic, or we have your Republic here every Tuesday, and we like the general public or the American people out there to interact with the Republic and the leaders of the Republic. And remember, there are vacant seats out there that are for you to re-inhabit, for you to re-inhabit your Republic. Your Republic was re-inhabited lawfully back some years ago, and we've been over that, and we've, we've gone over that so many times, we've discussed it, and we've validated our points, and, and we've come across with this grassroots, top, left, top, from bottom, bottom, top, whatnot. All that matters is this, that your republic is there, we are the only lawful de jure form of government out there for you. If you want your republic back, if you want to fix what's going on in your country, if you want to fix it, then that's what these ladies and gentlemen are here doing. That's what they have been doing for many years now. And they are here telling you about it. So, Jim, you go at four. Go ahead, everybody. The Republic, turn it over to you. Good evening, Joseph. Good evening, America. Uh, glad to be with you tonight and restoring our Republic. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of issues going on. And, and, you know, sometimes it's fun just to take a break and talk about maybe some extracurricular things that are going on because it all fits together when you, start putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And it's interesting to watch uh, Bible prophecy play out. Not to sound like some type of a religious cult or anything like that, but isn't it interesting when things are foretold that are happening and you can see things that are unbelievable happening. And so in that spirit, I was busy with uh, Justice Waters. Good evening, Justice Waters. Good evening, Governor. And and uh, we just thought we'd kind of bring our conversation that we had earlier to the table and share it with the American people. And it all fits together. That's a big puzzle. And we were talking about uh, the Euphrates River drying up. Even the scientists and the best hydrologists can't totally figure it out. And yet, that's on one hand, it's openly stated. But on the other hand, it's stated in the Bible that the bowls will come down and, and hold the water and the Euphrates will dry up. Well, what's a dam but a big bowl? So if you dam up the Euphrates River to the point of where there's nothing coming out anymore and you just keep backfilling it and backfilling it, I don't know. Even the scientists say they don't know. What do you think about all that, Roger? Well, Governor, it's interesting because when you look at a map, the Euphrates River, a lot of people in America aren't familiar with this except by the name. It's 1,748 miles in length. It runs from central Turkey all the way down to the Persian Gulf by Kuwait. It runs through Turkey, Syria, and Iraq. And then it even stays in Iraq, but it borders. It's the borderline between Iraq and six places along the route. It's dammed in Dostal, Turkey, a place called First Farin in Syria. Then these are all in Iraq. Zepha, Belkis, Lake Assad, and Hadatah. All in Iraq, they are damned. 
there there is plenty of, of big lake beds that the water is backed up that gives the people some type of, of water power for electric or whatever the case may be except from central syria south we begin to see a drying effect now the reason for that for one reason is because of the damnation that man has caused but it's more flat land it's not mountainous there's no way to force the water to flowing time and shoving it forward. So when you build a dam that stops that, the water doesn't flow. Therefore, in the heat, it does begin to dry out. The problem is we've got some places over 8 to 10 mile stretch where there is no water at all. You can actually see the part earth where it's cracked. It looks like it's bubbled up and cracked. And a lot of places, it's over 700 to a quarter of a mile wide. Frazier River is a very well-known river, biblically. One of the four rivers mentioned, along with the Tigris, where the Garden of Eden was in the book of Genesis. In today's world, if you aren't aware of this, Babylon was built by Nimrod. Nimrod built the Tower of Babel along with the city of Babylon, which through the course of history has changed its name only once. It's now known as Baghdad, capital of Iraq. Iraq used to be a part of Persia, the Persian Empire. King Cyrus and all that back in the ancient days when Israel was taken captive by Babylon, taken over by the Medo-Persians. Persia has a long history. They were around before Egypt, when you go all the way back to the very beginning. This river has been there. It's one of the oldest rivers. It's the third longest river outside of the United States. And the biblical proportions of this, in the book of Revelation, we have two instances of it being mentioned. One is the sixth trumpet where four angels are loose and 200 million demons are set free to roam the earth. People ask all the time, well, why is the Middle East in such turmoil? There are 200 million demons trapped that can't get out of that region. Then we have the sixth bowl, which is the Euphrates dries up to make way for the kings of the east that are on their way to what we call Armageddon. So the entire river is going to dry up, according to Scripture, and that happens towards the end of what we know as the Great Tribulation. So why is it drying up now? Are we at that point? No. But the Bible tells us that there's a series of events that take place, starting with the seals, 
moving on to the trumpet and through the bowls. Now, the bowls and the trumpets are going to interact with each other. It's not going to be all seven trumpets and then seven bowls because the seventh trumpet and the seventh bowl are the same event, the return of the Messiah. So they interact with each other till that conclusion. So the sixth trumpet and the sixth bowl have something very much in common. They're going to take place pretty much at the same time period, probably within a week or a month from each other. Now, as we look at this in today's world, the Euphrates River gives the nation of Iraq over 80% of its fresh water. I want you to imagine that wherever you live right now, where you're listening to this broadcast, you have no running water at all. How would you live? This is what they're doing in Iraq. The Tigris River is a river that is polluted very badly because of Baghdad. And the Euphrates River comes out of the mountains of Turkey, which is fresh water. So if it's dammed up and it's not being able to flow, then the people of Iraq, they got a serious problem when it comes to washing, drinking, bathing, whatever. Now you ask, why are we talking about this? Well, the closest thing I can tell you how this relates to the Republic is very simple. We all along have told you, the American people, that the Republic has a twofold message a government to be reestablished in America on the land of the United States to govern the people with a Republic form of government which is based upon the biblical law, to govern the people where the people have the power, not the few. The difference between a republic and a democracy, simply put, a democracy is mob rule. It is where the few rule the many. A republic can form a government that's constitutional and biblical as we are, then it's the many that rule the few. That's the easiest and best way to figure this out. If you want the authority and the power to govern yourself, then you need to choose a Republican form of government. That is who we are. But we are also in the end time. Speaking of biblical things, we don't have much longer in this world. All you got to do is look around and see what's going on around the world, and you will know without a shadow of a doubt it can't go on very much longer the way it is. The Bible, through the Messiah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, gives us a list of events that are going to take place just prior to his return. And I got some news for you. Every one of those events right now are happening. They're taking place all at the same time. So we are in what we call the last day, meaning 
You don't have long to change the government of this nation to a republic form of government to where you, the people, have the authority. You don't have long to sit around, twiddle your thumbs, eating a bag of chips and drinking your six-pack, watching NASCAR and the NFL, trying to figure out if you want freedom or not. Because right now in America, you are not free. You have very limited freedom. You just don't realize it. The frog has been in the pot, and the heat has slowly been turned on. And you ain't jumping out. You don't realize what's going on because they are feeding you a bunch of BS and lies to stimulate your brain to your thinking that everything is fine, and it's not. Furthest thing from it. So the message tonight, because of the Euphrates River, is just one sign that's telling us time is short. You don't have probably less than four to five years to get this thing right in this nation, or it's going to be too late. Many people in this nation already have crossed the line, and they don't even know it. A lot of it is because their pastors in their churches tell them, it's okay, you're not raptured out of here yet. And that's a false statement and a false lie. This is why we go through all different angles to try to get you to understand the time that we live in. It's running short, and we need to make a decision, and you, the American people, need to choose this republic form of government, because it's the only government that's going to give you the authority and the power to govern yourself. Roger, I'd like to comment on that, the uh, Euphrates River, real quick, before the governor takes over. Yeah. You know, many times, events which occurred in the past are shadows of the events that will happen in the future. You know, this is the reason that the Bible is considered alive. Not only may an exact event that has, has happened in the past, but it can and oftentimes will occur again. So what, do, what sure. does it mean, the Euphrates River that you were just talking about drying up? Saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four right. angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men, Revelation nine fourteen fifteen. There will be yeah. a time when we see a third of men dying for a year, a month, a day, and an hour. All these things are coming to pass, and we have to understand that God has given us these signs. You know, look, you know, this is the end. This is what's coming our way. You know, be prepared. You know, it prepares the way for the kings kings of the east. The scripture in verse 1612, I mean, mentions it and prepares the way for the kings of the east. It begins in the country Turkey, travels through the southern part portion of Iraq, like you said. People have to understand this, but it's dried up now, the Euphrates River, what you were just reporting. Yeah, it's, it is. it's pretty much dried up. We have to wake up and we have to repent and we have to turn. We have to, we have to acknowledge that the end times are here and we have to wake up and America is our last stand, the last stand for freedom and hope and liberty. And people have to understand that. And I just don't see people waking up. I see people feuding and fighting and becoming more divided and giving up, throwing their hands up. And really, that's not what we should be doing. We should be throwing our hands up, praying to God, asking for his forgiveness, and we should be working together. And all as Christians, we should know better, and shame on us. I agree with that, Joe. You know, and the Bible says, come out of her. 
So tell yeah. me, all you theologians. So if you're going to come out, you got to go somewhere, don't you? I mean, the laws of nature, nature's God, are still in effect. Gravity's still here. If you got to come out, you got to go somewhere. So where are we going? Well, I guess that choice is up to the people. Whose jurisdiction do they want to serve under? They want to serve under a, a righteous God, then they can come join us in the republic. If they don't want to serve under a righteous God, then they get to go do their own thing. It's really simple, isn't it? It's just the way it is, folks. Where am I wrong in my fallacy, gentlemen? You're not wrong. You're absolutely correct. You're and people, yeah, and yeah. people, and we become more divided. And, and you hear about people, well, we got grassroots, grassroots. You know, really, we lack leadership in this country. We lack the top down. You know, we that people say we have to go from the bottom up. You know, uh, really, what's at the bottom? I mean, with the people, we're going to look for people to be individual, govern themselves. We have people nowadays, they can't even figure out wh- wh- right versus left. I mean, they don't, they don't know which way they're going. We lack leadership, and we need some sort of leadership out there to guide the people and to and to and lead the people. That's what I've always I've always believed. Now that there's no way other than doing this because the the lower roots, the bottom up, is just not doing it. I mean, it's just not. And we and we began this what back in 2010, the Republic, and people say, well, look, what have you done in 10 years? You've done nothing. We've done a lot. And a lot of this stuff that has been has been held off the the transgressions against the American people. Look at the sin in our country and the, and, and the bad things, the amount of tornadoes we have, the hurricanes we have now, the weather, the earthquakes. Everything is right there to, to see. Well, God's slapping us upside the head, but we won't listen. We just won't listen. I think you hit on it, Joe, and you didn't even know it. See, people view the republic as a political party or a, a political politic. That's not correct. Not in reality. The Republic is finding peace and accepting jurisdiction under the laws of nature and nature's God. That's where we come into Republic. If you really look at the meaning of the word Republic, it is one for all and all for one. When we come into Republic or fellowship together, then we have a Republic. It's in the misconstrued concept people are trying to put in this box to make it fit their their vision. And it's not true. Right there, Jim. I agree wholeheartedly with what you just said. And people are looking to the wrong, looking at uh, the Republic the wrong way also. You know, and, and they just, they really need to look in the mirror, look at themselves. And like I said, we, we lack the leadership. We need leaders out there. But nobody's willing to, to everyone thinks Trump is going to, you know, lead us into the promised land. Well, really, Trump, what did he say when he was inaugurated as president? He said, I give the republic back, you know, the republic back over to you. It's for you. You know, what have we, what did the people really do with it? We were all looking and waiting and, and feeding into the, the, the division in the country. We, we love division. We love the anarchy. We love, uh, decisiveness. We like tearing each other down and ripping each other apart. That's, that seems to be like what we enjoy and we feed upon it. It's like a shark tank. Maybe this has to play out. Maybe the end has to come. Maybe a lot of these pastors are correct. You know, this is devolution, not evolution. You know, so I don't know. I just don't know. I don't think any of us well, have the, the answer. Well, look at look at the way that uh, God looks at it. Everybody's going to be held accountable for their actions, right? So, in my old West way of saying things, the trip we've been on since the 10-year plan was implemented, it's been like a prairie dog hunt. And you got to entice everybody to come out of their hole and identify themselves. Isn't that really the way 
that it works in the spiritual world too is at the end of the day, you're going to be self-identified. And I underline that word self. Self-identified. So, in that concept, man, it's written that our forefathers said that our form of government based upon the laws of nature and nature's God is the moral and just people is a result of that. And so, a moral and just people then have no need for an extensive government because they hold themselves accountable for their actions and their community holds themselves accountable for their actions. And, you know, come on, so-and-so, you know you're a better person than that. You know, don't don't be that way. Step up, you know, be the right kind of person. And people are encouraged you know what to I be see, that Jim? way. And so, you know, you know what I see, Jim? I see these people, like, we've had this conversation before, and we, we see these people break off into individual groups or smaller groups or even as individuals. They want to set up this common law courts, and we're going to, we're going to go arrest Joe Biden. And, and if you're not on board, then you're not a patriot. Nobody's going to walk into their jurisdiction, the, the de facto jurisdiction, and demand anything. And you're not going to play a paperwork game with them either. That's not the answer. That is not the solution. It won't work. And that's not being a provocateur, and that's not trying to put the, the movement down or trying to put negativity on, on the patriotic movement. It's that we have seen it, Jim, haven't we not? We've watched it. We've watched yeah. the, the different militia factions yeah. over the years try to, you know. I mean, you, go ahead. You, you talk. I mean, you've seen this. You've seen it happen, and, well, and, and, and nothing materializes. Well, that's, that's, that's like the Bible tells us as, as followers of Christ, that we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Okay. So, you know, you're, you're kind of almost like multidimensional, if you will, where you have overlapping jurisdictions, and you're walking in, in both jurisdictions. Man's going to judge in his jurisdiction, and God's going to judge in his. And so what happens when man's jurisdiction crumbles? And is that not where we're at today? And then you back it all up with all the Bible prophecy, and you can't make this stuff up, and you've got to stop and wonder, what in the world? What, what am I supposed to do? And you got to figure out who you're going to serve. Whose jurisdiction are you going to serve under? You're going to serve under God's jurisdiction or man's jurisdiction? Common law or UCC law with a corrupt court system and the policing and, and all of that that's against you and enslaving you at a price. You are provided for, but everything comes at a cost. And so does freedom. The first little bit is what so many of our patriots that have gone back for decades have brought forth, and that is the cost of fighting for our freedom. And we're finally on that hill, folks. That's what we're pointing out tonight. This is our hill. What are you going to do? What side are you going to choose? We're not going to force you. Let your moral compass be your guide. There was an Afro-American preacher he was at the 15th Street Presbyterian Church in Washington, D.C. in the latter half of the 1800s. His name was Francis Grimke. Listen to what he said. He said, if the time ever comes when we shall go to peace, it will be from inward corruption, from the disregard of the right principles, from leaving the principles in the Declaration of Independence, in the Golden Rule, in the Ten Commandments, and in the Sermon of the Mount. It will come from losing sight of the fact 
that righteousness exalteth the nation, but that sin is a reproach to any people. So unless we hold firmly to the great fundamental principles of righteousness, America will be only a covenant with death and an agreement with hell. Then he asks the question, how is the righteousness of a nation measured? Here it is, by its public policies and by their conformity to God's standards. I want to go back 200 more years. A guy by the name of John Elliott in 1659. This man befriended Native Americans, a tribe, he took the Bible and he translated it to their language. And this is what he said. Now, now remember, though, a republic is a Christian commonwealth, a state in which the exercise of the sovereign power is lodged in representatives elected by the people. I didn't say that. No, Webster said that. But here it is. John Elliott wrote the Christian commonwealth or the civil policy or the rising kingdom of Jesus Christ were in he said this, it is the commandment of the Lord that a people should enter into covenant with the Lord to become his people, even in their civil society, as well as in their church society, whereby they submit themselves to be ruled by the Lord in all things, receiving from him both the platform of their government and all the laws which they do, then Christ reigneth over them in all things, they being ruled by his will and by the word of his mouth. Going to Isaiah 33, 22. The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He shall save us. We need God, big way, to intervene in the worship centers across America. I got a question for all of you. Have you heard that the Mississippi River has barges in it that is stuck? Have you heard that the Mississippi River is getting shallow, more shallow? Have you heard this? Can anyone chime in on that? Because I've heard it. That's the first I've heard of it, actually, the Mississippi River. I have not heard about that, actually. That's interesting. There are places where it is, it is getting very shallow. And the barge is tent. Forty percent of all of our grain is moved up and down the Mississippi River on barge, and a lot of it can't be moved right now. I've heard it's the Mississippi's drying up, river and worldwide, and the Colorado's drying up, and so is the Rio Grande. They're all all the major rivers are drying up all over the world, even in, even over around in China, the three gorgeous stands. Heard the other day it's dried up. So what's the answer then? Is the answer that we is there going to be a turning away? Is there going to be a repentance? Is there going to be an awakening? Have we not done everything we possibly can? I mean, what's next? Is 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 there a war on the horizon that will wake us up? I mean, what do you think really could happen next? Or is this thing just gone? I mean, it, uh, I just don't know. I mean, we keep continue to fight. We don't give up. But and then again, yeah, aren't we not? Doing what we should be doing, maybe paying a little more attention to the God, and uh, and and maybe preaching the gospel and trying to win souls, or are we trying to save America? You know, I mean, what do we do? Or do they coincide with each other? 
I just want to share Lyman Beecher. Okay, 1775, Lyman Beecher was born. He died in 1863. And he wrote this in the spirit of the pilgrims in 1831. Okay? He said, the government of God. This is a republic now. This is a republic. The government of God is the only government which will hold society against pravity within and temptation without. And this it must do by the force of its own law written upon the heart. And this is that unity of the spirit and that bond of peace which can alone perpetuate national purity and tranquility. That law of universal and impartial love by which alone nations can be kept from ruin. There is no safety for republic, but in self-government, under the influence of a holy heart weighed by the government of God. I want to tell you, the only way that Americans can self-govern is that they have to be free, they have to be they have to have gone through a conversion experience to be a liberty man. That they have gone through a conversion experience and they are embracing, they are a liberty man. These are the people that we are waiting upon to, to govern in all three branches of government in all 50 states and in the nation's capital. This is what's going to happen. Righteousness has to exalt this nation. I yield the floor. We're really celebrating the outcome of what that birth meant, aren't we? It's like getting a 12-year-old boy a million-dollar Bugatti or Ferrari. Now what's he going to do with it? He hasn't even learned to drive a lawn tractor yet. You're going to give him all that? Well, there's some education, some driving skills that need to come into play in order to operate that beautiful gift. And that's why we're here. If you remember, Jim, a couple of years ago, December, I think it was December 18th the show was, or 19th, you told us what was going to basically go down rather quickly around January 6th episode again, you know, and we were to be on our toes. And then we had Paul, the general on, Paul Valet on too, and he gave us some predictions that all came true later on that year. Told us not predictions, but they knew what the map of the world was laying out to be and what was going to happen if people didn't get involved and change it. So you said some things that were going to happen with the election and stuff like that, and they happened. Go back and listen to that show. I'll try to pull it up maybe and post it on my social media. But Jim was on there, and he basically broke it down and said, this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen, and it all exactly happened that way, if you remember correctly, you know, with the Federal Reserve, everything. And that's yep. why people say, you know, well, you know, they want to hear more. They want to hear more. You know, look, he's, we're not privy to discuss certain things. You know, it's just not in the cards. You know, it's just you get what you get, and it's up to you to figure things out and have your ears to the ground and be paying attention. As simple as that. Well, if you want my perspective, folks, enjoy the Christmas present. It's like having an eyesore out your front window, and you need to get rid of it. And you need to get rid of it so that there's the least amount of damage and collateral cleanup in your yard. And you're watching that controlled implosion happen and the cleanup in process. So sit back, relax, have a cup of coffee, figure out where you're going to go with your future. The people have gotten so paranoid and so brainwashed that they can't take their eyes off the oncoming train. It's called frozen, frozen in fear. And um, 
our combat vets and everybody have been trained uh, how to respond to that. But uh, if you're not trained, it, it's tough on you. You know, it's a deer in the headlight. What do I do now? Wham, you're a bug on the windshield. And so keep your eyes off the oncoming train and figure out where you're going to go. Get off the track. If you get off the track, you've got to go somewhere, folks. you got to jump one side or the other. Get out front of the train. You know what's right, so follow your instincts. If you only simply go to Republic for the United States of America.org, sign up for the emails. That indicates that you're one of us. All of us are learning together. Nobody knows at all. This is a republic of free men, not a republic of a king. First of all, about Christmas, there is no biblical scripture anywhere that commands us to celebrate his birth. There is, however, all kinds of scripture that tells us to celebrate his death. Now, when it comes to the resurrection, we're to honor that, but we're not supposed to celebrate. You know why? Because he is our sacrifice to do away with our sin, not a resurrection just to get us to heaven. Resurrection is a gift, but the the way of salvation is only through the death. I just want to pray that God would move to all the worship centers across America and that they would get the truth about what the founding fathers believed, why America was the greatest nation in the world, with meekness, with meekness. I'm not speaking down to any clergy. I'm not speaking down to any true believers across America. I just pray that you would go to prayer and that God would show you what needs to be done in America so that we can turn this country right side up, that America can can adapt the, the, the jure government, the republic for the United States of America, and that we can really make a difference because righteousness alone will exalt this nation. Right now, it's not righteousness that's exalting this nation. It's evil. That's really, it's really got its hand on us. And we have to turn this country right side up. And it's going to take prayer. It's going to take repentance. And I wish all of you, with meekness, I wish all of you that you would go to the second chapter of Luke and read about the birth of Christ that we would accept Christ, that we would repent, and that we would want to be crucified with Christ, according to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, that we would want to, to die and be buried with him, and that we would be, want to res- be resurrected. I pray that this would all happen to you across America, all you all you clergy and all you true Christians, I pray that this would happen to you, that you would get on your knees and that you would ask Christ to take over this country. Just to understand from our perspective, America, we we love this nation just as much as anybody else. We don't want anything bad, nasty, harmful to come to anybody. But if we don't change our way, people are going to get hurt and some are going to die. There, 
that's just the truth of the matter. We need to change what we are and who we are. We need to go with the Republic for the United States of America simply because it's God's government and it's God's law. You mentioned founding fathers, though. Samuel Adams, I rely upon the merits of Jesus Christ for a pardon of all my sins. I conceive we cannot better express ourselves than by humbly supplicating the supreme ruler of the world, bringing in the holy and happy period when the kingdoms of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ may be everywhere established, and the people willingly bow to the scepter of him who is the Prince of Peace. We may, with one heart and voice, humbly implore his gracious and free pardon through Jesus Christ, supplicating divine aid, and above all, to cause the religion of Jesus Christ and his true spirit to spread far and wide, till the whole earth shall be filled with his glory, and John Hancock said, that the spiritual kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, may be continually increasing until the whole earth shall be filled with his glory. And Patrick Henry, finally, being a Christian is a character which I, I prize far above all this world has or can boast. The Bible is a book worth more than all the other books that were ever printed. This is all the inheritance I can give to my dear family. The religion of Jesus Christ can give them one, give them one which will make them rich indeed. Amen. Amen. That led me to a thought that I uh, that come to mind. It is a gift, and we're just here holding seat, listening to the Holy Spirit, and. You'll be judged by your actions. And it's time for you to realize that there's a time coming that you're going to have to make a decision. And what was prophesied, you just read, is happening among the nations of the world right now. We talked about things we can't talk about and things we shy away from. Well, I'll give you just a little insight that there are over 200 nations that seek to adopt a constitution based on the laws of nature and nature's God. They base their desire to do that on what we have shown the world as a republic based upon the laws of nature and nature's God. And the peoples of China and peoples all over the world have, Canadians and other people have, in back rooms just like that, they're preparing for the day when they can step up and have that Republican form of government. If you know financial circles, you can watch what's going on in the back rooms and, and see what's happening, and you can watch the controlled implosion. And America, the rest of the world, because you're waiting on us, checks in the mail, packages in the place. The gift is about to run. But do you have the key? The key is to be able to operate that gift. You learn from teachers and mentors and Holy Spirit your God. And we're here to help. Answer questions, give you directions, help you sort of that. We're not here to force you to think of our way. Between you and God. You guys are going to work it out. And the world's about ready to get a great, big breath. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, and praise, praise and glory to our Father in Heaven for what we're celebrating. And that's His love. And that's what we're about. Thank you, America. God bless. Subject matter y'all been talking about. First of all, you know, I'm 
I consider it a privilege and an honor to be acquainted with all of y'all, godly, patriotic men and women. Just to address a couple of the issues that were brought up, I, first I would just say as I'm listening, we, we all need to be mindful as well that we hear the talk about the false messiah, the antichrist. There is a false religion. There is a false Christianity. And as you know, my pet peeve is the new world order, one world government agenda. And I'm always, you know, expressing my concerns about the many psyops they use to try to achieve their agenda and their, their goals. And certainly a religion is going to be part of it. And Christianity itself is going to be part of it. They're going to use Christianity in their way to bring in their one world religion. Um, now that's where everybody's, you know, kind of on their own and their own intimate personal relationship with the Almighty and how sincere they are. You know, the scripture says if, if uh, time was not cut short that even the very elect would be deceived. So, you know, it behooves us all to be 100% sincere and wanting to be right in our own life and our own walk with, with God, with righteousness, which everybody here agrees with. But it needs to be pointed out that, you know, many will be deceived and those many will be Christians or people that consider themselves to be Christians. So I just wanted to, to bring that up. I want to say uh, everyone have a peace on earth, a good world towards men. And another explanation of Christmas, you know, December 25th could also be, uh, that was the conception, the immaculate conception of Jesus. And so we can celebrate the Holy Spirit being uh, in our in our presence. And uh, the uh, the uh, birth was actually September 29th, the uh, Feast of Tabernacles. That's that's a study that I that I've heard of, and that's a study that I, I agree with, because it has to do with the course of Abiah and Elizabeth, who was um, Mary's aunt. She had John the Baptist. Um, she was pregnant with John the Baptist as well. And John the Baptist was about six months older than Jesus. So when Mary went to visit Elizabeth, John the Baptist was um, six months in Elizabeth's womb. John the Baptist, as a baby, uh, sensed the Holy Spirit, and that's when he jumped for joy uh, in Elizabeth's womb. So uh, that's my interpretation of it. And take it with a grain of salt, if you will, or... There's further studying that we could do about it, but uh, anyway, I just wish everyone a Merry Christmas as well, and I'll pray us out. Pray us out, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Oh, Lord God, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, creator of heaven and earth and of the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor, King David, your servant, saying, Why do the heathen rage against the Lord? and the foolish nations plan their little plots against Almighty God. The kings of the earth unite to fight against you, Father, against your anointed Son. That's what's happening here on Earth Day. But long ago, King Herod and Governor Pontius Pilate and all the Romans, as well as some of the Israelites, were uh, united against Jesus, your anointed Son, your holy servant. They won't stop anything that you and your wise power will allow them to do, Father. And now, Lord, hear our, their threats and grant to your servants great boldness in preaching the truth and send your healing power and many miracles and wonders be done by the name of your holy servant, Jesus Christ. Always giving you, Father, all the praise and the glory and the honor for as long as it takes till Jesus returns with power and great glory to rule the nations with an iron rod. 
and the beginning of the Lord's day. So thank you for hearing our prayer, Lord God, and for caring for each and every one of us. Father, bring your glory and your presence upon us. I am strengthen our faith, hope, and love in you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. God save the Republic. Amen. Everybody, thanks for listening.